Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Cool things happening in church life. Love the wild man devotionals been happening across our city. It's so cool that we got... Four different groups now meeting across the city at different coffee shops on different days of the week, guys getting together and just reading Bible, the Bible together. Isn't that really cool? See guys doing that and youth house at 120 uh, young people at house party this week. And so lots of good things happening in the life of church. It's awesome. Glad that you're here this morning. If you're new or visiting, we're so glad to have you. Thank you for, for coming to church today. It wouldn't be the same without you. Uh, I really have it on my heart that God's going to speak to people today. And um, I, I really believe there's someone in here today and you came, you came in here, you need healing. I feel like the Lord spoke to me today and said that whoever that person is, they'll be healed by the end of the message today. And so I guess all I'm saying is be expectant for what God could do. Okay? Sound good? Awesome. Did you bring your Bible to church? You didn't? You need to leave. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. We're... We love people here, so you don't have to leave. But next week, just, just kidding, just kidding. Proverbs chapter 3, we've been in a series called Established, all about biblical wisdom that builds your life. And I'm excited to continue the series today. Um, I think it's pretty cool that we, uh, we, we have people in our church that, that, that need God because it gives an opportunity for God to work. And so I just want to really encourage you to be praying for Sarah Burgess and the Burgess family. But I really want to encourage you to pray for our whole church during the week. Because um, we as a team and, and a prayer team and a staff team, we pray for you all week. But I want to invite you to pray as well, to, to pray. We, we, we have a long list of prayer needs every week, like long list. And like on the one hand, this is like, man, there's a lot of need and we're believing for God to work. But at the same time, I'm also grateful because it means that our church is full of people and people need God. And so I just want to invite you to be a part of the process and to, to pray along with us. And that would be amazing. I want to invite you to do that. All right. Proverbs chapter three, verse one. This is wisdom speaking. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success. Everybody say success. In the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine." I want to preach a message today, part three of our series. This is the title, Wisdom for Your Money. 
Wisdom for your money. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in this place. And God, I just pray right now that this message would bring about a freedom in people's lives. Father, I thank you that you've promised us, Lord. We've seen it, Father, in the words of Jesus, that you've, you've come, like you sent Jesus so that we, do, we would experience freedom in this life, freedom from so many things, bondage, captivity, God, and ultimately sin. But Father, I just thank you that we can experience your goodness in our daily lives. So God, I just proclaim your freedom over people today. Father, I thank you that people that walked in here bound up are going to leave this place, leave your presence, Lord, healed and whole and free. In Jesus' name. And we all said? Come on, and we all said? Wisdom for your money. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. It says, and then your barns will be filled with plenty. Anyone still got a barn? Because yours will be full, according to the Bible. But that speak today for us. It turn, it talk, it's talking about the breadth of our lives, the, the increase of our lives, the, the wealth of our lives. The Bible has a lot to say about the topic of money. I want to come around this topic today. Okay, So if this makes you a little nervous, don't worry. I'll be gentle. But the reality is money makes, a big part, makes up a big part of our lives. And the Bible talks a lot about wealth. It's, the, the word money in the Bible is really synonymous with the word wealth. And here's the big idea for the message today. Why is it that when we think of wisdom, we often think of behavior, we often think of morality, we often think of spiritual lives, maybe leadership, maybe professional decision-making, maybe family relationship things. But sometimes we separate our finances from that, or we disconnect it, or we think it doesn't apply. But I believe that there is so much wisdom in our Bibles for how we're supposed to approach our financial lives that really we don't need to go anywhere else. It's all there. And the burden for this series we're in is that my prayer, my burden for this series is that we would be reawakened to the power of godly wisdom in our lives because everything we need to live the life that God has called us to live is right here. And the enemy would love to get you away from this thing because this is truth. And he's the father of lies. He wants to get you away from this thing. But my prayer is that we would go deeper and deeper and deeper into the things of God and the treasury of his word today. But I wonder today, does your wealth or your money need a little wisdom? Does your money need a little bit of wisdom? I wonder if it could do with some heavenly wisdom. I believe that wisdom... As we see in the scriptures, heavenly wisdom that James talked about actually applies to all areas of our lives. Every single area, God wants it to apply. He wants it to help us. He wants it to shape us. He wants it to be a blessing in our lives. I believe this is what James was talking about. James chapter 1 and verse 5, he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, what wisdom? What area of, of, of my life? I believe it, it, it's, it's applying to any area. I believe it's, it's applying to all areas where maybe there is a lack of wisdom. And he says, let him ask God, look at this, who gives generously. 
to all without reproach and it will be given to him. I love the way it says it in the message. It says, if you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help and you won't be condescended to when you ask for it. The Bible calls money wealth. Wealth is an abundance of goods or money. Um, besides pragmatic things, the ancient Near East, both the ancient Near East or the ancient cultures, considered money and wealth to be a sign of spirituality or to be sign to be a sign of great blessing. And I believe that still applies today. I believe if someone looks at your life and sees financial wisdom in the area of finances, it's considered a blessing to them and therefore it blesses them and points them to God. And that's why wisdom in your money is so important. It's because God wants to use it to bless you, but also bless others. And so it's important that we talk about it today. The Bible talks about wealth a lot. In fact, in the book of Proverbs which is actually the book that we're going to really focus on this month. I started this this week on my social media. We just crossed over into June, people. Like, that's crazy to me. But I want to challenge you every single day to, do, to, to join me in my daily Bible reading, starting with Proverbs. So whatever the day, it's, it's just turned into June, so we're not, you, you can catch up. But whatever the date is, I want to challenge you to, to also read the corresponding proverb for that day. So whatever it is, why don't you go ahead and read it. But in the book of Proverbs, the word wealth is used 18 times in the ESV. 18 times it talks about, mentions the word wealth, or in other words, money. Proverbs 28 verse 22 says, A stingy man hastens after wealth and does not know that poverty will come upon him. There's warnings as well when it comes to money in Proverbs. It says Proverbs 28 verse 8, Whoever multiplies his wealth by interest and profit gathers it for him who is generous to the poor. Proverbs 28, sorry, 23 and verse 4, Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough. To desist. Proverbs 19 and verse 14, house and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Proverbs 19 and verse 4, wealth brings many new friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friend. And Proverbs 18 verse 11, a rich man's wealth is his strong city and like a high wall in his imagination. The Bible talks a lot about the, 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 the potential of wealth, but also the warning of wealth in our lives. That's why we need heavenly wisdom in our lives. God has made wisdom available. God has made wisdom searchable. God has made wisdom for our lives. So hey, here are five ways today I believe we can make heavenly wisdom apply to our finances. You ready? Number one, if you want to have wisdom with your finances, you've got to recognize where your money comes from. All right, I can tell it's quiet in here. It's cool. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to wade into this topic today because I believe this is really going to help some people. I believe that bi biblical wisdom when it comes to finances begins right here. You've got to recognize where it comes from. You've got to recognize that you've been given the ability, the power to go and to work and to make a living. Where does that come from? It comes from God. And I believe if you want to have wisdom with your finance, you, you have to understand where it all originates from in the first place. Now, you know I'm going to show you the verse. You ready? Deuteronomy 8. 
Verse 18. You shall remember the Lord. This is God speaking to God's people as they're about to go into land and get mad blessed. He says, hang on a minute. This is for you. He says, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So what he says to me, he's saying, this is going to work out really good for you, but you've got to remember me because this is all part of my plan because I set up this covenant so that all this stuff would happen and you're just a small part in a bigger story that I'm playing, but just remember who gives you the power to do all this. And it's the same with you today. And it's the same with God has given us the ability to go out and do what we're called to do, to make the money, see the income and all that sort of stuff because ultimately it's all a part of his great plan. It says, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. It's humbling to know that all the talent, all the ability, all the stuff that you know, we see outworked in our own lives, ultimately comes from God. Well, what about my hustling? What about my hustle, man? I'm out there hustling every day. That's awesome. But just remember who gave you the ability to hustle. Just remember who gave you the ability to step out of your house and go take that brilliant mind and do what you're called to do and create all these things. Remember where it all comes from because that's wisdom. It comes from God, and I believe that humility, that understanding, that revelation brings us closer to God like the scripture says. That's what humility does. It brings us closer to God. Pride pushes us away. I remember when I was starting out in my business career, you know, full of drive. You know, I went to business school early and graduated quickly and I did all these extra things. I went and did, I was doing my, my, my bachelor degree at the same time I'm doing a separate degree in the area that I wanted to step into and I was doing double time and, you know, all this sort of stuff and I was extremely driven. I was extremely driven. I had multiple jobs. I, I was, you know, going for it. <laughs> Like really going, and then I stepped into my career and I worked really hard and I did all this stuff and I quickly chased promotion. I was doing things at the age of 25 that guys were doing at the age of 45 in my industry. And I was just like, man, I'm doing it because I, I want to be a self-made man. And then I read my Bible. It's like, God, you just messed up my plan. But it dawned on me. The, the, the revelation sank in that I wasn't a self-made man. God made me. And I repented. And I realized that I wasn't responsible for all this, but ultimately he was. And I told the Lord, I will never take responsibility for my own success again. Because I partner with you. And you have given me the ability. You have given me the talent. You have given me the desires of my heart. And I realize now it is wisdom to recognize where this all comes from. And so that's our starting point. Number one. Number two, you want to see heavenly wisdom in your finances. Number two, you've got to honor the Lord with your money. Now, I'm going to preach the truth and shame the devil today. I can't say it as more simple as that. Honor the Lord with your money. Now, the truth is this, is some pastors struggle to get up and say that. But if you honor the Lord with your money, you will be blessed. In Proverbs 3, in verse 9, it says, Honor the Lord with everything you own. Give Him the first 
and the best. In our scripture, it says, Then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with new wine. It says, honor the Lord. Do you honor the Lord in this area in your life? I want to encourage you to honor the Lord and see what he does. See the plenty. See the bursting of new wine, so to speak. I want to encourage you, the increase that you will experience. This is how you honor the Lord biblically in the area of your finances. You give him the best seat at the table. That's what biblical honor is. It's like a table. And there's all these things at the table, all these different areas, relationships. But there's a table called the finances of your life. Who is at the head of that table? Because that's how you know if you're honoring with the Lord. Does he get the first? Does he get the best? I want you to write this down. This is a, this is a, a, a revelation of our house, of our church, is this. Even if God isn't first in my life, he is still first. And I pray this, this sinks deep. Because even if Jesus isn't at the head of the financial table of my life, listen to me, friend, he's still first. In that area, maybe a relationship, you might not think you're, you're making the choice and you have the choice to put him first, but the reality and the whole scope of everything that God's created, we know this thing because of what Colossians says, Jesus is supreme, i.e. he is first. So even if I don't choose to put him first in my life in this area, he's still first. He's still first place. And when we line our lives up with who God is and what God is doing and the promises that he gives us, we are blessed. Tithing is the biblical promise of economic blessing and security, but it's based on one critical thing, honor. It's based on honor. It's based on God, I've I've received, now I honor you. I choose. That's wisdom. To put God at the, 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 the head place, the number one place, and see the blessing in your life. So number two, you've got to honor the Lord with your money if you want to see wisdom in the area of your finances. Number three, you've got to attend to your money. This is wisdom. What does that mean? It means to attend to the resources that God has given you. You know, it's one of those things that we've got to understand in life that God has he, he, given us the ability to create it, uh, to go out and to work for it, to see it come in. What happens when it comes in? We've got to honor it, but then we've got to remember that it's there. And we've got to go after the, the, uh, the, the care and the, the decide that we're going to attend to the resources that God has given us. This is the biblical word stewardship. And it's just like, do we, does anyone talk about this anymore? But it's actually a powerful thing. It's an amazing way to live your life. When the, in the area of your finances, it's simply called creating a plan and having a budget. According to a national survey, around 30% of Americans actually have a budget, but even less Americans actually follow a budget, according to this particular survey. I found this particularly interesting that 45% of Americans have less than $1,000 in savings, while 20% have no savings at all. The reality is this, once you have it, and once you've honored the Lord with it, God invites us to attend to it as well. Biblical stewardship is the outworking 
of wisdom in our financial lives. See, a budget will make you aware of at least two things. How much you make, you know what I'm going to say next, and how much you spend. And here's all you've got to do, is just get that equation figured out, and you'll be blessed. Whatever you do, don't spend more than you earn. But if you don't have a budget, you won't know. That's why we have to attend to the resources that God has given us. I just want to encourage you, hope is not a strategy in this area. Some of you out there, man, you're going to the stores and you're swiping and hoping. As your pastor, don't do that, please. Please don't do that. So what we've done is the church, we've actually come up with some resources. We're going to put them behind me. You can take a picture of them if you want, but there's some apps that we would recommend that there's some amazing resources out there right now that will help you actually do this in your life. There's different apps. Yeah, they are Rocket Money, Mint, Every Dollar Counts. My favorite is Rocket Money because it actually, it will, it will uh, analyze what's going on and it will give you reports almost every single day of what's going on. Some of you are like, I don't want to know every single day, but why don't you just take the, week, just take the weekly option, okay? On top of that, we have some courses that, that, that you can take, um, that you can sign up for. But also, um, I, I wanted it to, to at least have this available for all of our church. If you download the Colonial app or you go to the Colonial app and scroll down, we've actually got a, a budget sheet that you can click and you can download yourself. So if you don't have a budget, I want to I encourage you today to step out in faith and to at least download that download that sheet and begin to work through it and to begin to see God give you wisdom in this area. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is an anchor for the soul, Hebrews 6. But in this area, I believe diligence is key and stewardship is amazing. And when we attend to our finances, we see God do incredible things. Let me show you this verse that I read a long time ago that absolutely blew me away. It says this in Proverbs 12, verse 10. Whoever is righteous, look at this, has regard for life of his beast. But the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast. What it's talking about is talking about financial assets. Yes, it's... Caring for animals is important, That's, but it's talking about the assets in someone's life. When the Bible was written, agriculture was a big deal. That's how you, more cows, more money. But it's talking about being attentive to the stuff God has given you. And it says a wise man, another translation says, a wise man takes care of the things God has given him. And pays attention to it. And we've got to be attentive to the things that God has given us. And I believe it's as simple as having a budget in our lives. So we can attend to that money. Number four, if you want to see heaven's wisdom in your finances, number four, do something with your money. This is where it gets interesting. Because in Matthew 25, Jesus tells a story, a parable. And it's pretty serious. <laughs> it's pretty full on if you read it. But he talks about what the kingdom of heaven is like and he talks about a man that goes away on a journey and leaves certain assets, certain talents with some people, three people. You know the story. One of the person, one of the people, they get five talents. Another person gets two. Another person gets one. 
So we pick it up here in Matthew 25. It says, for it would be like a man going on a journey who has his servants entrusted to his property. By the way, the man going on the journey who's called his servants and entrusted to him, that's Jesus. Jesus has gone on a journey and he's coming back. Amen. It says, he's entrusted to him his property. The one he gave five talents, another two, another one to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He, had, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, i.e. did something with them, and he made five talents more. This is a Bible, okay? So he, also he had two talents. The one who had two talents made two talents more. But he had received, the, the one who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, God has patience with this in this area in our lives. He'll give you the time to figure it out. It says, Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them and he had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more. Saying, Master, you delivered me five talents. Here I've made five talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also had two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I've made two talents more. Do you notice that both of them Though they were given different value, they, also, they all did the same thing, those two. Don't ever be looking over at what someone else has and neglect what God has given you to do. Because it doesn't matter how much they have. It matters about what God's given you and your diligence with it. And he says to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Look at this, verse 24. He also who had received one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For to everyone who, is, who has will more be given and he will have an abundance. But the one who is not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here's the point of this story. Whatever you're given in life, God has given it to you. Whatever comes into your world, whatever opportunities He gives you, whatever people He surrounds you with, in this area of our lives, whatever you've got, God wants you to work with. And as you diligently attend to the resources that God has given you, as you step out in faith and maybe download an app and put in some work and maybe go through the process of making some changes, here's what God does. God applauds you for your faithfulness in the end. And what we have to do is we have to be people that learn from a story like this and say, I'm not going to do nothing with what God has given me, but I'm going to step out and I'm going to believe that as I attend to God, what you've given me, that in return, that you're going to help me, you're going to guide me, you're going to, do, you're going to be there with me. I'm not going to be alone, but I'm going to attend and I'm going to do something with what God has given me. So number one, you've got to recognize where it comes from. Number two, you've got to honor him with it. Number three, you've got to attend to it. Number three, you've got to, four, you've got to do something with it. And number five, 
Ultimately, you've got to leave your money. You've got to leave your money. Some of you are like, what? Well, at the end of the day, your life's going to end. And what will be left is your legacy. And it says this in Proverbs 13 and verse 22. It says, a good man. Another translation says, a wise man. Leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. For the next generation, the wise man leaves an inheritance. Yes, that's a spiritual inheritance. Yes, that's maybe a a relational inheritance in a marriage. But I believe it's also with the resources that God has given you. That ultimately we're called to, to receive the money to attend to it, to look after it, to, 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 to do what we can with it, but ultimately to leave it. To leave it because we're going to go on into glory and it's going to be so much better there than it is here, but we can actually set things up so that people that come after us will be blessed because of the faithfulness of God in our lives. God wants to use you to bless other people. He's always been this way. He wants to set things up in your life and through your life so that other people will see Him through you. He's always been this way. Leviticus 19 and verse 9, speaking to the people of God, telling them literally how to run their finances. Look at what it says. It says, When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field up to its edge. Neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. The reality about this part of our lives is God wants to bless us, but He wants to bless others as well. He wants to bless the needy through your giving. He wants to bless the people in your world as you step out and Venmo someone a coffee. He wants to use your your resources to bless the next generation. But my encouragement today is if, man, if this area of our life needs a little bit of wisdom, why wouldn't we open up our lives and say, God, I want your wisdom. I want you to help me. I want you to bless me. But ultimately, I want you to use me. Would you stand with me? Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of all the people that are here, all the families that are represented, all the the lives that are here. Father, every single person is different. Every uh, Every single person's situation is different. Every single's life looks different. But God, you always work the same way. You come in and you... You show us your grace and your mercy and nature and who you are. And so, Father, in this area of our lives, Father, as we choose to step into this, Father, I thank you that we're not alone and we're not ill-equipped, but you've given us the resources, Father. You've given us the treasury of your word. You've given us wisdom, which is valuable and precious, God, to our souls. So, Father, in this area of our finances, God, would you bless us? Would you help us? Father, I pray a specific financial blessing over people right now. I pray your abundance over people's lives. And Father, I pray that you would spark something in people's lives today to live out these days with wisdom in this area of our lives. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you. 
and empowered you in all that God's got for you, why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.